Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Today, it's special guest host Brad Carson on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Big free agency news as Derek Rose is heading to the Memphis Grizzlies. It's Brad Carson for Jeff Calkins and uh, Jeffrey Wright. Hope you're having a good morning. I'm about to be joined by Ron Hughley. He is, uh, he's with us this morning from Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And they now have... Dylan Brooks. But first, let's start with the Grizzlies and uh, some comments from Ramona Shelburne. Uh, She was talking about how happy she is with the Grizzlies and their moves. So, I made the mistake of picking the Memphis Grizzlies last year to break through. And I'm going to do it again. (laughs) I love what they did. I love what they did in getting Marcus Smart. I mean, that Derek Rose to be the veterans in that locker room. But Marcus Smart is going to be a good player for them. And I think that that, I know we all talk about all the headlines out of Memphis have been bad lately, right? With John Moran, the suspension and all that. He's going to be he's going to be back. And this team was on the verge of a breakthrough two years ago. Last year, obviously, they had some growing pains. They had John Moran's situation and injuries. But they listened to what everyone said, which is that you need some leadership. And they went out and got two great leaders. The idea of Derrick Rose coming back to Memphis where he played his college ball and Marcus Smart now in that backcourt, I love what the Grizzlies did. And I love it when people say good things about Memphis. We are joined now by Ron Hughley, afternoon host on Sports Radio. 610 uh, on the drive with Storner and Hughley. I guess the show is still part of, of the routine when you can come on in Memphis, right? Can we call you the show or what do we want to, what do you want to call you today? Uh, Ron? Yeah. You know, the, the show is dead, Brett. Um, <sighs> uh, yep. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a new day. Show is dead. Uh, I lost, uh, I lost a very stupid bet that I personally made on the air. Uh, I really, really thought that football gods were going to look down on the Houston Texans and they were going to get their hands on Bryce Young. And I, and I got myself a little excited. You know how you get, you know, this yes. business, you get going, I'm rolling and I'm like, you know what the hell with it? I put, <laughs> I put my nickname on the table for it. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it died. Well, there's still a show. It's just not you're not called the show. They didn't <laughs> no, fire no. you like they did everybody at no. ESPN. It seems like over the last five days. So that's uh, that's good news for you and I at least because we're on the radio this morning. Uh, so Ron joins us from Houston live. It's nine oh two here in Memphis on ninety two nine FM ESPN to kind of set it up. Ron, we've been off 
uh, with ESPN programming for the last four days. We kind of gave ourselves a four-day week because, as you know, it slows down. NBA is pretty good coverage on ESPN, and the Grizzlies made some pretty big moves here. Signing Derrick Rose, which is a big move for this city, even though it's a two-year, $6 million deal. That's a guaranteed contract, and they bring in a point guard who will... And I'll start with Derrick before we get to Desmond Bain and the other moves and the move with Dylan Brooks heading to Houston, where you're at. Um, you know, what do you think of Derrick Rose filling in those 25 games for, um, you know, for the John Morant suspension time at the beginning of the season? And just your thoughts on D. Rose back to Memphis, not as a Tiger, now as a Grizzly. Look, I love D. Rose. I've, uh, and listen, I'm a big Kansas fan, and I almost, I almost, he was almost somebody I was just going to have to hate the rest of my life. Uh, but uh, fortunately for me and unfortunately from, for the city of Memphis, uh, it, it went the other way. So I'm a big Derrick Rose fan, and, and I really, really – he is a guy that, boy, if, you, if the injuries didn't catch him, what he could have been. And, and I think uh, as a basketball fan, we all missed out on that. But I was listening to Ramona, and, and I really respect Ramona. Like, mm. Brad, I feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm about to make people mad right now. No, I, you get – no, hey, I want real talk, Ron. I didn't bring you on to BS no. me here. Now, now, hold on, Brad. Now, you know me – I said I feel like I might make people mad, <laughs> but it ain't gonna mean I'm not gonna say it. Okay. Um, but I just I don't get it. Like I I don't listen. I don't have a problem on paper with the moves that uh, that the Grizzlies have made, and we'll go with we'll go with Derrick Rose. But like when you're talking, when she brought up about oh they brought in two great leaders, and I'm with it with Marcus Smart. You know, right. you'll have to get used to the flopping thing, but you had Derek Brooks, and he's he's into another level when it comes to uh, uh, fakery and flopping, but he doesn't bring <laughs> the other stuff that right. I'm about to have to deal with with Dylan Brooks. Yeah. But I understand the leadership part there. But, like, with Derek Rose, man, unless unless he's about to go, go start getting minutes that he had been getting over the last couple of years, I mean, he went months without playing for the Knicks at times last year, didn't jump back in. It was like February and then the playoffs. Yeah, um, it, It's like to me, like when people would talk about the great leadership of Tim Tebow, yeah, he's a great leader, but ain't nobody a great leader when they're the third-string quarterback. <laughs> I don't know how, how great a leader is. I'm not saying every day with things, but you can only lead so much when you ain't playing as much. Man, I don't know. I For me, I, don't, I can't step in and say Derrick Rose right now is going to get a ton of minutes. Right, and Derrick right. Rose is going going to do that leadership wise. Maybe there's a point that he could mentor John Morant, but right now, hell, I don't like. I don't know how you can trust that John Morant is going to let somebody in. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I I like some of the moves, but I just can't get there with Memphis right now. See, she said she's picked him. I remember the last time I came on these airways with you, and I said, man, I tell you, I, I think Memphis is team of the West. They ain't gonna sucker me again. Not gonna, not gonna do it to me again. I just don't know how. And I'll start. And I'll give it up here with you. Yeah. I don't know how you can trust the Memphis Grizzlies when I can't trust their best player at all. I think, like that, I think that's fair. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. Um, I'm gonna make a um a bold statement because you start. And I, by the way, I think it's good that we started out with you because you can set the table here a little bit before I have John Martin from 92.9 on here at the bottom because I have a feeling we're gonna be a little. A little sentimental in Memphis. I mean, it is a good. It, let, let's start with that part of it. Uh, after we get to, is he going to play or not? Because they'll probably need him to play a little bit if he can be healthy those first twenty-five games with John Moran out. But the story itself, I think, 
It's really interesting because, as you laid it out perfectly, I mean, back in, what, 2016, we didn't know if D. Rose was going to be back in the league either because of his personal failings. You know, we had a rape yeah. charge that he he escaped. Um, and then you, you fast forward now seven years later and you have pictures on Instagram of Derrick Rose with 23 jerseys on a hotel room in a Memphis, uh, you know, with a Memphis background with his kids and his wife, you know, uh, you know right there in the picture. And I'm like, and I'm not saying that, that I'm not sentimental because I, I am. You know, I remember when he was with Cal, we had that championship game, you know, and the tough loss. And, and all of those feelings sort of come back more so than any other player in the history of Memphis. He's the guy. It's not, you know, because we are really sentimental about Dozier and Antonio Anderson and all these players, but Derrick Rose was right there at the center of it. And we haven't heard a lot from him in Memphis, Ron. I mean, we, we he hasn't spoken to, to Memphis media. He doesn't come back for Memphis Tigers events. So this is going to be, that's the part of it I think that's going to be interesting is how much are we going to hear from Derrick Rose in Memphis? And I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, and I know you're kind of a, a periphery fan of, of the Tigers having been around Tennessee. You went to MTSU and you followed Memphis sports and stuff. But, I mean, what do you think of the sentimental story of Derrick Rose? Yeah, I, no, I think the story, like I think all of it makes sense, right? Because he's had his trials and tribulations, right? Like you, you immediately look at it and you say to yourself, oh, that is a guy, that is a guy that I can – that I can sit down and somebody that John Morant has to respect. You would think, right? Like yes. he is a guy. Cause that's what, that's what I'm thinking is Derek Rose. I don't know how good his knees are. Literally my man went two, three months without playing basketball for a playoff team, a middle level playoff team in the Knicks. Like the move says, we're going to try to do things to help Ja. Yeah. And this is a guy that you would look like Derek Rose is one of those dudes in the league that everybody loves. Right, he, yeah. he garners immediate respect for everything he's done. Like, people love and listen to Derrick Rose. That's the part. By the way, yeah. you start rolling through all those guys, you miss my personal favorite Memphis Tiger from that 2018. I don't know what it is about Paris Niles that always done it for me. <laughs> that big that big Underrated. Joker there. Yeah. Big Joker, then he lost all that weight. And, I, and, that's, when I, and that's when I wasn't a big Paris Niles fan that's anymore. Right. I yeah. digress. We all anyway, have our favorites here, yeah. You start rolling through those names, and I know Chris Douglas Roberts is somewhere rolling around in his living grave, pissed off that you left yeah. him off. Darius anyway. Washington, I forgot to, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, but no, I, I, that's it makes sense when you say Derrick Rose to try to help Ja, to try to help things in that nature, and I can understand like this is a guy that this city loves, and I and I can understand from the standpoint of boy, they just needed something to be happy about, right, or to feel good about with this team. The fans there, and there ain't no, I don't know if there's another move in the city that can be made to just make the team feel good. Because, I mean, it's just been gut punches uh, for the news that is, that, that's come out against the team and negative, negativity to the team. And I, and I wonder how fans in Memphis are feeling about yeah. their team right now. And this is a this is a great PR move. It's a great by the PR Grizzlies move. Yes. To say. Right. Yeah. Listen, this is our guy. Be, you can be happy about the team. You can be happy about this move. Yeah, I hope it works. I think 
most would bet against the basketball part of it. The PR is a slam dunk. I mean, it's a it, it's already an overwhelming blast to the city in terms of enthusiasm and Derrick Rose twenty three jerseys. I mean, there was a a an explosion until uh, Elon shut down Twitter for a day or two there on Friday evening. Um, and then we get the word that and by the way, we're talking to Ron Hughley, my friend from Houston at six ten, and uh, does great work down there with Odyssey Sports Radio six ten with Storner. And uh, I bring you on, Ron, because you get to really hunker down and talk about hoops almost for a whole 20 minutes or so with me. So this should be fun uh, for you, a little different than the, the football uh, roundtable that you're probably doing all summer in Houston. But uh, the big second story before we get to Smart and to Dylan Brooks in your town, Houston, is Desmond Bain. And to explain this deal, it is a max deal. It's 206 five-year deal. And I've always said along, all along, when I saw him play, even in year – Maybe in year two, maybe late year one, we've never had a player that can actually shoot like Desmond Bain since Mike Miller. And he's, he's defensively strong, clearly, 6'5", maybe a little undersized, has little uh, T-Rex arms, but he's proven that he's worthy, especially in a city like Memphis, Tennessee, of a max deal. Now, it's not a super max deal like Ja had. So there's, uh, according to what I read from Chris Harrington, who I'm going to have on at 10 o'clock, it's not one of these deals, Ron, where... You know, he gets All-NBA, which may or may not be unlikely, and we'll talk about Desmond Bain as an All-NBA potential player. He may not be. But he that's he's going to get what he's going to get. In other words, he's not losing 40 mil. or That's not at stake. It's just the money straight up. Here's the deal. You get the max deal. So uh, it, am I right in saying Desmond Bain may not be a max player in any other market but Memphis? Um. Yeah, maybe. I, I, you know, I think the one thing that I have to do and I think a lot of fans have to do is like, hey, man, the money is the money, right? Because when you no. – like, I'm not going to lie to you. When I hear Desmond Bain, $206 million, right. I don't I, – that doesn't compute with me, right? right. Like, I think he's a really good player. Um, I don't even think he's the second best player on this team. And that doesn't make – like, to me, if you were if you were ranking it, right? It, to me it's Ja and then it's – Jaron Jackson? The defensive player of the year – Jaron yeah. Jackson, because yeah. of what he, he he impacts on the team, um, and boy, I know Memphis fans are thinking, you know, outside of a couple games there, boy, you wish Desmond had shot the ball a little bit better in that Lakers series, at mm-hmm. least shot the ball like you you think he can. So that that that's the last time you got to see him. So that kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. But the money is the money, mm-hmm. like that that's what it is, and it's not it's not going to kill you from from doing other things, and, and you're not going to move move past Desmond Bain because he's too good to do that right now, and you just have to accept it. Like, yes, when I hear $206 million to my third-best player, that makes me a bit <laughs> yeah. that makes me a bit uncomfortable, but the money is the money right now, and I think he's a really good player. My, my one concern, and I don't watch him on an everyday basis like you do, yep. So I'd almost I'd almost like to get your thoughts on it because I know I have mine yeah. is I know he's twenty five and he has outplayed what I thought what I thought Desmond Bain mm-hmm. was going to be. We've had conversations when I watched him at TCU as somebody who watched the Big Twelve all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I did not think you could have never you couldn't have paid me to think, yeah, that guy's gonna get a max deal. He's gonna get two hundred plus yeah. when he gets to the league. I, I but he's got here are my thoughts. I know you felt differently. Yeah, you thought, you, he's my favorite player. Yeah. No, yeah. he 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 legit is my favorite NBA player because he's playing for my home team. And 
I, I don't want to compare him to Ja because I think that's a little unfair from a raw gift perspective because Ja is just gifted. Like, like that's why it makes what, what's happened over the last six months so bog, boggles my brain that we don't have a that he didn't have a person around him to prevent what, what has transpired over the last six months that have led to 25 games. Like, it's insane to me, and, and especially in Memphis. Like, this dude lives in Eads, and he's gotten more trouble than, than uh, seemingly anybody in the history of Shelby County uh, out in those parts of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is not in yeah. South Memphis. It is the strangest yeah. thing to me. But his raw talent, we knew it when we got the two-pick, Ron. Like, Absolutely. Me- Memphis knew – and, and I don't want to say we knew that he was going to have more opportunities than Zion Williamson at the two-pick, but there was this little gremlin at the back of our brain that said, he's the two-pick, and he might be as good as the one-pick. You know, because there was the injury thing, there was the upside-down yeah. bowling pin deal going on with Zion and his physique. We didn't know how much he cared about basketball, and some of that's played out. Um, I think what allows them to pay a player like Desmond, who is maybe arguably their third-best player, $206 million, five years if you're just catching up here. We're talking with Ron Hughley from uh, Houston, uh, Sports Radio 610. Um, my friend Ron on the air with me. And I think, Ron, Jaron Jackson's deal allows this because they got him on a bargain. Mm-hmm. You might remember they got him uh, a year and a half ago or so or whatever it was, four years, 104 mil, um, and that's 104 guaranteed, an annual salary of $26 million bucks, which is an absolute steal if you look at what some of these he's only making seven million dollars more than dylan brooks is in houston like that's insane to me you know absolutely um no it, yeah i mean so what do you I, am i laying this out right i mean he, he may be our third best player but he's still a max player in memphis is where i'm i'm kind of leading to you know it makes sense yeah yeah and, and see the only thing is for me and this is my question this is what i was going to say to you and and when you bring up Jaron Jackson and you sign that deal, what makes that deal so amazing is when you signed it and it's playing out, you knew, like, yo, man. Yeah. Like, this is not the best Jaron Jackson we're going to get. Like, there, mm-hmm. like we know there's another step to Jaron Jackson, that 22, 21, whatever it was, he, he signed that deal. We know this is an ascending player. There's not been a ceiling reached. And then what do we see? We see him become the defensive player of the year and one of the best bigs in the Western Conference and in the NBA for that matter. Yeah. My question and concern with, with Desmond Bain is, is there, is there another level to his game? Is there another mm. step to Desmond Bain's game? And I know at 25, but I just look at him, and that's my concern when I give someone that money. I'm not saying you can't do it. Yep. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, and I understand why they did. My concern is, is Desmond Bain at 25, he's an older player when he came in. You know, older yeah, he was a four-year player at TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Four-year player, you know, he's already outplayed what many people thought his ceiling was, except for Brad. He's yeah. outplayed what many people thought his ceiling was. Is there another step? him because to me that's what you need yeah like, you need him to take another step up yeah um right now with Desmond Bain and I'm not I'm not as a hundred percent confident I believe John Morant definitely has another step from what he is right now I believe yeah I believe Jared Jackson has another step for where he is right now like for yeah. me Marcus Smart this is who Marcus Smart is this is the player he is what you're getting that's what he is 
Yeah. I don't know if that's what Desmond is. Yeah, it's uh, 918. Brad Carson in for Jeff Calkins. Jeffrey Wright also on vacation today here on the Jeff Calkins Show uh, on this July 5th. We've got Ron Hughley on. Afternoon host on Odyssey Sports Radio 610 with Storner and Hugel. You might remember your partner, uh, a former Arkansas. When did he go to Arkansas, Clint? He was in, he was in Arkansas. He graduated. He was there in uh, I think '96. Yeah, uh, and graduated 2000. So yeah, he was he was there a little bit. Yeah, we got a few Hog fans here in Memphis who uh, remember go. Clint. So uh, Ron is his partner in Houston and uh, does a terrific job. Uh, you guys don't get to talk about hoops like we do, which is basically 24-7 in Memphis, but uh, happy to have you on, Ron. Just a couple more things, and then we'll uh, let you get on with it. We talked about Derrick Rose. We talked about Desmond Bain. Real quick on Desmond, I would say there is more room for Desmond Bain. And, I mean, the dude was injured playing in the playoffs. That's just truth. He just had foot surgery as soon as the season ended. So I don't think he was getting lift on that foot. I think he was probably shot up during the playoffs. He clearly didn't shoot great during the Lakers series, and they ended up losing that series. Um, but I do think that there's more room for Desmond. I also think that it's important that the Grizzlies got him at that without that that super super max. I think there's a chance he could be an All NBA player, and I think he's going to have an opportunity. Here's here's the bottom line on it. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to have mean, an opportunity. You are really, a, I know. You are really I, I said this early on. Fan. I'm telling you, Ron. All I was NBA? high on. I, and, and here's why. First, well, think about this for a second. Are all we got one dude that's not going to be all NBA likely this year because he's not going to play 25 games. So there's one True. slot right there. And he really, I think Ja would have gotten it done if he if he wouldn't have been on on social media with guns. That's it's the bottom line. I really believe that. And I know I'm I'm here in Memphis and I'm a John Morant fan. I'm a Desmond Bain fan. Um, I do think they've got a nice big three. The Derrick Rose thing, I think I'm with you, though, Ron. I think the, the jury is out. I think it's a great PR story. But I want to go to the third player that you mentioned earlier that, that's coming in, not just D. Rose and then the re-signing of Bain uh, with the uh, the Max deal, but Marcus Smart you mentioned. And yesterday, the, the NBA Communications PR Department put this out there. They've got a 2023 NBA uh, – they're doing in-game penalties for flopping now, and they're actually enforcing it during the summer league – a player who commits a flop will be assessed a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul, which does not count as a personal or lead to ejection. Officials will be required to stop live play. So Marcus Smart just flopped. Stop the play. Uh, the first person to do this, by the way, in Summer League was Lester Quinones, who used to be a Memphis Tiger during Summer League. Uh, they, call, they call a flop violation. They can wait until the next neutral opportunity to stop play. So they don't even have to stop play. They can let the play continue until they blow the whistle, and they say it's a flop. Do you think uh, Marcus Smart will be the first person in the NBA to get this uh, popped uh, in the regular season as a flop penalty? This may be the Marcus Smart rule. Yeah, I, I feel like they could name it after him. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> that, it, that's one to, to that he's going to have to change. I mean, he's been doing that since he was at Oklahoma State. I mean, you yeah. know, like I mean that that that's that's a part of his game to kind of and listen, it, it's kind of smart, right? Not that no pun intended. It's kind of smart because. <laughs> It, uh, it, he's playing off the officials. And if he can get away with it, he has caused uh, fouls on better players and possessions for his team. So I, I get it. But it's going to have to be an adjustment in his game um, to, to not use that tactic. And I think he should be okay with it, with the mindset, because I think Marcus actually is a really – great defender, right? He, he obviously won the defensive player of the year two years, the year before Jaron Jackson won it. He's a great defensive player and doesn't need that to be a great defensive player. But this is, like I said, this is something he's been doing since college. So I think it, it probably will take some time for him to adjust 
that because I think it's second nature to mm-hmm. just go down like you've been shot. <laughs> I think it's I think it's second I think it's yeah. second nature. Right? I mean, I've watched Marcus go down without without contact. Yeah, and I mean, and damn near giving himself a concussion because <laughs> he. I mean, he's like he's like a wrestler out here. I don't, like I feel like he has gone to like WWE tryouts yeah. or the old power plant with WCW to learn how to fall because he takes bumps like I've never seen before. Like, I'm just like, man, yeah. there's, there's no there's no contact being made. But uh, but it is going to have to be an adjustment for him. And then uh, Dylan Brooks is headed to uh, Houston, to the Rockets, on a four-year deal, $80 million. He got paid. He found one sucker out there, Ron, uh, and Ron Hughley joins us from Houston now from uh, Sports Radio 610. So I want to ask you about him. Here's what last week um, a couple guys on the radio station, I think it was um, – no, it, was, it might have been Brian Windhorst or somebody. They pointed out, they said, Marcus Smart is a sane version of of uh, of Dylan Brooks coming back to the Grizzlies as the Grizzlies export Dylan Brooks. Uh, thoughts? No, I, I think the Dylan Brooks that we got to see here of late, when it just completely got away from him, I think that is a, a, a really good comparison. But, like, I tell, you cover him every day, Brad. My, my memory... It, until it really, he really got into this Dylan the villain. Yes, like he was before he started to go too far. Like Dylan made sense. He was Marcus. Like he was, he was the edge. Like he's everything that like in the Draymond and like the edge that a team needs, but but not over the top. I think to me that's that's when it got away from him when he really started feeling himself. And then, you know, he started going in at LeBron and just being completely disrespectful to certain players. And then he became a, and then he became a, a, a cartoon. Yes. I, I, I think, especially for this rocket team, I think good, like the regular Dylan, not the Dylan that, that became a Saturday morning cartoon, but the Dylan before this is something that, that a, that a young team with young players that don't know nothing about how to play every day in the NBA and what you've got to do to work hard to play every day. I mean, they're, the veteran they've had over the last couple of years is Eric Gordon, who had been doing everything he could at that time to get out of Houston. Mm-hmm. So they haven't that, they've not had any great veteran leadership for anybody to just watch guys like Jalen Green to, and Javari Smith to watch what it is to be a pro and how to be a pro. And I think if, 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 there, if, if Dylan Brooks has been humbled from, okay, now I understand the line that I, need to go, that, that I need to get up to, there's an edge and then there's an edge of crossing the line, now I understand the edge, I think he can be a huge help with toughness to those young guys. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to take my mind to the Dylan before the theatrics. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. the over-the-top theatrics. I think you've got this right. Toughness and yeah. all that. I think you've got this right, and we've talked about it on the station, Ron. It's Ron Hughley with us from Sports Radio 610 Houston um, from The Drive with Storner and Hughley. He's talk- we're talking about Houston and this this roster that they're building, and they get Dylan Brooks on a four-year deal, $80 million bucks. Uh, twenty million per, pretty good deal. Uh, the Grizzlies weren't willing to pay him, and of course they bring in Marcus Smart for that slot, um, presumably to be a you know on ball defender, wing player. Which makes sense. Which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, and I think we've upgraded at that spot. Having said that, I think you're exactly right. And and Gabe Kuhn has pointed this out on his show with Jeff Hawkins, who who visits him periodically through the season and through the off season. 
I think since we've had about a month and a half or two months removed from the playoffs, and in particular the Lakers series where he sort of became a clown cartoon character in these post-game press conferences, he's always done that stuff, Ron. But we always thought it was cool until we got our ass kicked by the Lakers. I, I really believe that. Like, that series and really the playoffs, when he started wiling out with the press conferences, and he really believes that, though, too. That's the other thing. That's not we, – we're calling it a cartoon character – but he just got a lot more mic time. That's the best way I would say that. I mean, I, th- I think yeah. that that truly is who Dylan Brooks is. And I don't think that – now, like, on this team, he's going to need to be a leader, right? I mean, who, who else do they have? You said Aaron Gordon. Is Aaron Absolutely. Gordon still – I mean, who else do they have? Aaron Gordon. No, Eric's gone. It's okay. them and Fred. Their leaders have – Fred Van Vliet. Arrived. Yeah, they signed Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Right. And, and Jeff Green, who I think they really – that was a good deal. What one year, seven yeah. million they got him for? I thought, yeah. You know, I, I, we're out on Jeff because we saw him shoot here in Memphis and shot us out of a couple of series as well. But uh, James Harden opted into his deal in Philly, and this is the last thing I'll ask you about here. Uh, what is the perception of James Harden in in Houston? There was some talk of him re- returning to Houston. Run, <laughs> run away, run away. Don't, Did a bunch of clubs go out of business you. when he left town? <laughs> uh, oh man, he's still here. Yeah, still got a house. Still got his his restaurant thirteen. Uh, he still finds a way and makes a way to, to help all all the beautiful yeah. uh, people who work in the industry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Shout that's out funny. to him. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but but listen, Ime Udoka, the 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 new head coach, yeah, yeah. which I thought kicked things off, uh, which was uh, to me, I think you could argue was the best coach on the market, and they got him to come there early. Uh, which was huge for them. Now you can take him serious to me, even though uh, what he did to Neil Long is hard to forgive uh, for for many people, especially many mm-hmm. people in the black community. Um, but um, but if you can get past that, he is a great, great, uh, a great coach, what we've seen, and he's been able to build and get the best out of young players. Um, and when you look at what, what they're doing with him and what he said, he wants to do establishing the culture. He said at his press conference when he had all the new rookies they drafted in, he said, the way we're looking at free agency, we're looking at guys that we believe have a great level of professionalism. And I believe he's thinking of the Dylan Brooks before uh, the Lakers series. Yep. Great level of professionalism and guys that we believe can, can be of mentors and leaders towards our young players. And none of that. Yeah, speaks to James Harden. So that's why, to me, I don't think James is a, a thought. And if he is, then I think he'll lose Udoka, who is who is got at a huge, huge honeymoon honeymoon phase with Rockets fans. He'll lose them all if you come out and say that, and then trade for James Harden. So yeah. I think I think James is not a thought. Now I'm with you though. I, I, when you hear a connection of the Rockets and James Harden since the middle of the season. Somebody in the organization likes him. Yeah. I, I think there's something there. But um, when Yudoka came out and said that, like that, that, there's no way you can bring him or, at the time, Kyrie Irving, who was the top two free agents. There's no way you can bring those two guys in with a straight face and say you're looking for 
free agents that bring professionalism and an ability to mentor young players. Yeah, I, either one of those do that. They'll have some more moves they make. I mean, maybe even they get Bull Bull. Who knows? He just got uh, he's yeah, out really, now. Yeah. So so since his release, maybe they'll pick up a big there. Hey, it's always awesome. They only let me on the air when we're trying to hire somebody or somebody's on vacation, Ron. So I enjoy bringing <laughs> you on with me to uh, to help me out here. He's on Twitter at real Ron Hughley. He's a hoops fanatic. He's a sports guy. He's from uh, Sports Radio 610 on the drive with Storner and Hughley in Houston. Ron, always a pleasure, man. Thank you. All right, man. Looking forward to talking again soon. 930 on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's Brad Carson again holding it down uh, for the Jeff Calkins Show. Jeff's on vacation. Jeffrey uh, also out this week. Uh, next, we're joined by the great John Martin from Jason and John. Weekdays 11 to 2 here on 92.9. Of course, the uh, the columnist from the Daily Memphian writes about the Tigers and covers it closely. So, We'll get the latest on the Tigers. Plus, will Jake LaRavia figure out how to shoot? I'll ask John what he thinks next on 92.9. I'm just a fake with BetQL. A road team advantage is a hard trend to find. So when you discover one, you definitely need to take advantage of it. Take, for example, the Houston Astros. The Astros are 12-2 in their last 14 on the money line against the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. It's hard to find a team that'll walk into a hostile environment and win consistently, so you better jump on the Astros in Colorado while you can. I'm Trista Crick, helping you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today, it's special guest host Brad Carson on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. 940 at 92.9 FM ESPN. It's the voice of Brad Carson. They call me in when people are getting hired or people are on vacations. We got two of them in studio on vacation today, and I'm joined by the great John Martin, host of the Jason and John Show, sometimes called the John and Jason Show, weekdays from 11 to 2 here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He also is a columnist. 
with the great Daily Memphian. You can read his stuff there. You can find him on Twitter at John Martin 929 And now we bring on a local who I can ask about his birthday. I was thinking about you yesterday because I asked myself, is July 4th the perfect day to have a birthday on? Because it's not like Christmas where they're celebrating maybe Jesus. It's not like uh, another holiday where there's more focuses. It's just about celebrating and drinking and fireworks. Is it the best day to have a birthday? Well, in that regard, it is for sure. But I would also say people make their plans on July 4th. Um, yeah. Everybody has plans. You know, they're at the lake, they're out of town, they're going to this pool party, they're going to that pool party. So in terms of getting people around to celebrate with, it is it is tough. It is difficult. You know, it's not like yeah. a random, you know, June Saturday, right? Like yeah. people are uh, people are, are committed. So in one sense, it's great, but I have often struggled, you know, putting things together because people are just, you know, they have obligations. So... It's it, it's it's good and bad, but at the end of the day, yeah, like there's just no there's no more perfect day, right? You just yes. drink and, and uh, enjoy it and watch the fireworks. It's great. It's fine as unless the power is off, and and then it kind of sucks. And it seems like the power keeps <laughs> there's something happening right now. It's like we're in the 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 Bermuda Triangle for storms because last night. And uh, we're talking with John Martin here, and we're going to talk a lot about sports today. You're going to have three hours to talk about this Grizzly stuff. So uh, I-, I wanted to just kind of catch up because we've been on vacation. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, you're going to have plenty of time to talk about this. So I, I realize I don't want to I don't want to stretch the witness on the stand a little bit, if you will. But uh, we'll talk with Chris more about that as well at uh, 10 o'clock. He wrote extensively about it. Um, I do want to ask you about Summer League because it appears you watched the same game that I watched on replay yesterday. But um, So catch me up. Were you at, were you here in Memphis area over the last week uh, periodically to, to experience like, yeah. yeah, what was going on? Yeah, my, my, uh, my lovely, beautiful, amazing daughter had to have surgery uh, late last week. It was a minor, but it was still, you know, I mean, I, I've never had a surgery where I've gone under uh, my entire 32 years of life, and she, she, has, she has already, so... She had uh, adenoid surgery, um, which is, uh, like, it's not tonsils, but it's, it's something similar to that, right? Yeah. Um, so we were, we were here, uh, you know, caring for her, and pretty easy recovery, honestly, much easier than I would have expected, but, you know, you never know. So where we were just, late last week, that's kind of what we were doing, and then over the weekend, uh, just just hung out, and had some family had to come stay with us because of the power. Yep. Which is just a you know it's just a nightmare. It's yeah. a complete nightmare. It feels like a, a a precursor of what's to come in 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 the next uh, you know decade or so. But um, yeah, we kept it low key, which is you know at, at my old age of thirty two is kind of the way I like it. So the storms came through because we were in Illinois. My parents live on a farm about five hours north of here uh, in southern Illinois. But if for people who don't know, Illinois is actually a bunch of farmland and Chicago at the very top of it. So it's not like I grew up in uh, – like Jason went to Chicago this week. So he was experiencing uh, wildfire smoke and acting like he was smoking black and milds into the sky while the rest of us were down here. Um, but I, it, we were getting MLGW texts. We were getting Comcast's off text. So Dogwood in Germantown is where I saw where um, – I mean, just got hammered. I mean, it was like there's trees down everywhere in Germantown. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's scary. I mean, like, I, cause I got a bunch of trees in my house, and it's like I saw that one picture. Yeah, and it's like, man, that like that that could have killed somebody. No, it could. A lot of these could have. Yeah, yeah. 
tree, you know, like, trees coming through the ceiling. So, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, you know, MOGW clearly knows that uh, they got to do better on the trees. Now, I don't know how that would have affected that specific situation, but clearly they realized that, uh, you know, the, the, the trees going down was a huge reason why for the, you know, power outages this past week. So get on your job. Yeah, it does sound like they're trying their best now, and they're on the tree patrol. So um, that's the latest on MLGW. I'll I'll stop with the with the uh, sort of logistics of the weekend. We're talking to John Martin here on ninety two nine. It's nine forty five. Uh, Jeff on vacation. Jeffrey on vacation. You guys are back at eleven. Uh, let's start with Derek Rose, and I know you'll have a ton to talk about. I talked to uh, Ron Hughley in the last segment. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Ron when he was on with me, but I I started with him because I thought it was an interesting perspective because. On one hand, Friday was a celebration of Memphis basketball. That's the vibe I got. Like I was, I was watching Twitter, and it was like it was like 2007, you know, all over again. That's the year, right? Is it 2007? Yeah. And uh, so it felt like 2007. You know, 23 jerseys, pictures of Derrick Rose. Derek's coming back to Memphis. And then I started thinking about a couple of things. The first one was, will we hear a lot from Derrick Rose? And given how the franchise sort of positions these guys, I. I think we'll see him on media day, maybe, but I don't know how much we'll hear from Derek. And I'll start. I'll start there. Great PR story. What What do you expect from just not the basketball part, but the off the court stuff from Derek Rose as a leader and as somebody who will be returning to Memphis? Well, I mean, just the first part of that. I mean, I, I never, ever, 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 ever thought that Derek Rose would willingly choose to come back to Memphis. Um, I mean, I, I just, right. it ended so badly uh, between him and, and the university, even though I know people will refer to that tweet storm he had one random morning in 2012. But other than that, he really never, um, uh, you know, showed an interest in coming back or actually coming back. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, it always felt like he never played. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know he did, but it, 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 never, it felt like he missed more games than he actually played when, when his teams would come back to Memphis. Um, and so I just, based on that, I just never thought it would be in the stars for Derrick Rhodes to, to come back to Memphis. And, and uh, it's, 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 be- it's a beautiful thing, honestly. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that potentially he has an opportunity to come back. And, you know, it's, it's different. It's a different way he's going to do it. It's not going to be on the court. But – Potentially being a, a a a link to the Grizzlies, you know, a Memphis basketball team taking that next step the same way that he did, you know, back in 2007, 2008. Like I think right. it is a, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I, I look, I I think it says a lot that this is a veteran minimum deal. I think any team would have given him a veteran minimum deal yeah. in the NBA, really. Um, and he chose to come to Memphis. You know, he did it for two years, by the way. Yeah, so, do, you, do you think it's because he's going to get to play a lot at the beginning? I mean, he's going to play for 25 games, you know. I mean, that's it. I don't really suspect he'll play much more than that unless there's an injury. So, I mean, I think he sees I think he sees an opportunity with Ja, you know, as yeah. somebody that really came. I mean, he came from, you know, uh, Chicago, man. Yeah. I mean, like, they're, like not the, you know, not the uh, – not the good games, part, right? You know what I'm yeah. yeah, like he came from, I want to say Inglewood. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think the life that, you know, Josh sort of portrays is the one that D. Rose came from. And, you know, D. Rose has grown a lot. He's been through so many different situations in his life. Um, he's made mistakes. And, 
also think that the Grizzlies, you know, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were, like, confused by it. And this this move by the Grizzlies in Derrick Rose is as much as an investment in John ja Morant as it is in Derrick. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a guy that they know Ja respects. I mean, Ja's on the record saying, you know, how Derrick paved the way, you know, for guards like him. And that locker room desperately needs peers of Ja Morant that he respects and, and looks up to. And so I think, it's, look, I think it makes all the sense in the world. And I, I don't think they even care, and it doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter that he played at Memphis. That's like not even – they don't have to sell tickets to Grizz games for John Moran. That's yeah, not a right. problem. That's not the reason they're doing not, this. Not at all. Not even – it never even entered their mind, right? right. Um, but I, I do think that it does tick off some boxes with Ja. He can obviously play in a pinch. He can play some backup point guard for you. But you're, that's not why you're bringing him in here. You're not bringing him in here to, like, depend on him for, you know, big-time minutes. You know, maybe there's a playoff series where, you know, he can come in and, and, and do some things if somebody gets in foul trouble or something like that. But this is a, this is a mentorship, I think, more than, more than a, uh, you know, a performance-based thing. Yeah. And I think it's a smart move. I really do. We're talking to John Martin, host of the Jason and John Show, weekdays here 11 to 2. You'll hear him today at 11 on 92.9. He also uh, writes for the Daily Memphian, Tigers columns and stuff. And then from a Tigers perspective, this is the interesting thing, because you just mentioned that Derek, Derek is disconnected from the Memphis basketball, the Tigers program, essentially. I mean, am I overstating that, would you say? Well, no, I don't think he's been, I don't think he's been back. I, I, don't think, um, I don't think, you know, most of that team until very recently – uh, has come back. So, right. no, I mean, I, I think and I think that's been pretty, you know, well-documented, right? I mean, I think yeah. the history between D-Rose and, you know, the lawsuit there, I mean, it, 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 he definitely felt some type of way. What was sure. the what was the law? It refreshed my brain just in, because I don't, I forget what the particulars are, but did he, did he sue somebody in Memphis? No, it was the, it was the other way around. Oh, Memphis, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it uh, was, it, and I don't, I don't remember exactly what yeah. they. Uh, it was something about like the. It was, it was, a, it was a sham lawsuit, right? right? It was right. a, it was a, but they did end up um, settling. I want to say, okay. Cal and Derrick Rose ended up settling. I see. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've got it pulled up. This is from the NCAA uh, stuff. It was attorneys representing some Memphis season ticket holders. Got it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just, I, I was trying to find it here. Um, yeah, it's been so long, but, but yeah, it was something, something yeah. stupid. Okay. Uh, let's move on from Derek and quickly go to the Desmond Bain contract. It's not a super max, but it's a max for Bain. I, I was pretty early saying Bain would get the max. Were you surprised? No, I mean, that's the market for a 25-year-old who averages 21 points a game and shoots 40% from three. I mean, good luck finding guys like that, <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, especially getting them to come to, to Memphis. So, I mean, look, he's, he's, been, he's been great. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's just the market. It's like I always, I always remind people that once upon a time, Derrick Rose was the highest paid – excuse me, Derrick Carr was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. You know, like Matt Stafford was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It's always true until it isn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, it's – People get wrapped up in the money like they're the ones paying the salary. You know, that, it, 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 you're not. I mean, you're a fan, and, and that's Paris' burden to bear. Yeah. Um, and clearly, he's thrilled to pay it. 
uh, because they got it done as soon as they could, and they should have. I mean, that's not one you play hardball with there. I mean, if he's healthy and he can get right, yeah. he clearly is, is, you know, one of the better two guards in this league. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not shocked by it at all. It's the market, and he's 20. He's only he just turned 25. Yeah. You know, you got, you got plenty of good years with Desmond Bain left and, and shooting at a high clip. So, no, I mean, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do, which is, you know, locking in their core. And it's what they believe in. It's what they should do. I'll leave the rest of the Grizzlies uh, as far as the roster moves to you and Jason at 11 o'clock. And then the, the last thing I want to ask you about is the Jake LaRavia and this summer league squad that they've put together. Because with Dylan Brooks heading out, you have basically a couple of first-rounders sitting there that they've taken stabs at and Zaire Williams. You could add Jake LaRavia, I guess, and David Roddy. Zaire has showed promise at times, although last year was kind of sucky. David Roddy looked really good last year. He actually looked really good in Summer League on Monday. And then you have Jake LaRavia, and you tweeted about this, and I saw the same thing that you saw, which is a wing player that seemingly he's not balanced when he shoots. He's not, he's, he, he misses open shots. He misses fall-away three-point shots. He, and I realize it's one game, so I don't want to overreact. Jake LaRavia could come back tonight against Oklahoma City and score 25 points, and good for him. Having said that, it's summer league. It's it's a little scary to see what's up with Jake LaRavia. That's the negative. The positive probably being Roddy and Lofton. Uh, am I, I kind of assessing that right in your your uh, your book? Yeah, and I would also add uh, uh, Vincenzo Williams into that as well. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. I thought I, I thought, uh, I thought Vincenzo really shot the <laughs> hell out of the ball and, and looked good doing it. By yeah. the way, I was actually I actually. Uh, over at Superbook, I, I played Grizzlies to win the summer league plus two thousand, um, wow. because yeah, because I was actually uh, I was actually impressed with their top their top three. Yeah. Uh, I mean their top three. I mean Roddy's on a Roddy got playoff minutes last year. Yeah. Lofton looks like one of the best players in all the summer league, and Vince Williams is shooting the ball well. He's confident. Jake Laravia is not, and I think that's that's the that's the main thing with him right now is that you can just tell. When he shoots the ball, he doesn't believe it's going in. No, um, and I think that 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 is an issue because it's summer league, bro. Like you should not be seeing ghosts in summer league at this point. You know, um, now, like it's he, like you said, like it's very possible a guy who does shoot the ball at that clip, theoretically, he can have an amazing night tonight. I remember last summer, I'll hold my hand up. I watched Santi in the first summer league game, and I was like, he ain't it. Yep. He ain't it. And, like, he's made himself a member of the Grizzlies rotation full-time. I think the problem with, problem with Jake is that it's not one game. Like, it's, he lost an entire season last year, was never part of the, was never part of the rotation, um, didn't shoot the ball particularly well. So now you, you have a season going into another season, and you trade up to get this guy. And he's struggling in summer league, in the, in the Utah summer league uh, uh, at that. Yeah. So – I just, I just think it's a confidence issue at this point. Um, if he sees a few go in tonight, you know, it could be a, uh, it could be a, a, a great few weeks for him. Um, but, I mean, obviously, like, they, they, they don't need him for the – I mean, it's just a, at the end of the day, it's just a first-round pick. But, man, it would be a real luxury if he actually, you know, equated to a, a good shooter in the NBA. 
Yeah, and the other thing that I – and the reason why I give the caveat he could go for 20 tonight is because the light's green all the time. I mean, they clearly – they play way too fast in summer league. But all the teams play too fast, in my opinion. Uh, Grizzlies won by two. I do think that the plus two – is it plus 2,000 were the number on uh, on the Grizzlies to win this? This Is it the it, Utah series? It was. It, it was. It was plus, uh, it was plus 1,600. So that, it's for Vegas. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like I, that. I played it 2,000. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, the, only, the only worry that I have – um, well, there's a few concerns, yeah. but uh, one one of the concerns is like, will Roddy Lofton and Vince Williams play the whole thing? Yeah, I, mean, I think they will. I think, I think they will. I think they'll pull Roddy if Roddy plays like he. I don't. I don't see a reason to. Play. I'll tell you this: if Roddy's going to be a rotation player, why are we playing him this much? I mean, you saw what you saw. Right, I agree. So that would be my concern. Like they just, uh, I mean, I think they play Lawson because they they didn't find minutes for him last year. You right. know, why wouldn't you play Lawson? That's the whole fine. Way? Yeah. Uh, but but if they if they if they don't play Roddy the whole entire way, that's gonna that. I mean, I, they're not gonna win the summer league. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just not. So, uh, but again, I mean, they might. They might. They might just say, listen, you know, we want to get you all the run we can possibly get you, and uh, we want to and we want to get you some minutes with Lawson. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they think he's like, if that's like their backup unit, you know what I mean? Like, it would actually make a lot of sense to get those guys as much run as possible competitively. So, if that happens, like, my my main concerns would be Oklahoma City, which is just dominant, uh, because they, it's ridiculous, man. All their guys were like starters last year in the NBA. <laughs> and like Holmgren, yeah. Of time. yeah. Uh, the Miami Heat looked pretty good. Yep. Um, Detroit you know, looks good, yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah. Detroit's got a lot of young guys. Uh, I don't. I don't think Wimbanyama is going to play very much. But you know, if he does, you know, that's a that's a that's a thing. So, uh, but I think the Grizzlies have a shot. I mean, you know, again, Lofton probably one of the best players in the whole thing. Uh, Vince Williams is shooting the cover off the ball. If Larabia ever came around, that would be huge. I, I think he's going to play the whole way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he could he could snap out of it. So give me, I'll, I'll take twenty to one on the Grizz. Let's go. I, I I like what you're doing there. We're gonna have more with John coming up at uh, eleven with Jason and John. I will say I the thing that I walk away from the summer league. I actually enjoy it because there's nothing else going on. But like what teams like the Sixers do with some of these unsigned these guys that weren't dra- like the draft after about the first round doesn't matter. I mean, they had Council, they had this Javante Smart kid, this uh, Tequorvian Smith. I mean, like, they were loaded up right there with the Grizzlies, and some of these guys were not drafted. So it's I enjoy well, watching like, it. You, you always have to be careful, too, because the, the Grizzlies, you weren't, you know, they're not real. Like if the it's Grizzlies ratcheted down. Played, yeah. yeah, they played their top four guys yeah. the whole time, you know, or the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have won that game going away. But, you know, hey, that's part of it. Yep. Uh, look forward to hearing you at 11, John. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, brother. Yep. That is John Martin from Jason and John, weekdays 11 to 2, and from the Daily Memphian. Speaking of which, uh, Daily Memphian Grizzlies columnist Chris Harrington joins us next. What was the best offseason move, free, ag- move, a free agency, or a trade move that the Grizzlies have pulled off in the last couple of weeks? We'll ask Chris next on 92. 92- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 